Welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast with me and me, Dan. <laughs> the, intros, the intros never get any smoother. Yeah, I, think, I think we've got to work on the intro a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, we take a, a topic, something that interests us, something that might be in the news, um, and we'll cast some views. I'll let you know what this week's episode is. It's on internet mysteries. Ooh, ooh, spooky. There is some actually real creepy stuff that I think yeah, I've there got. Is. That, there yeah, is, it's yeah. kind of like freaked me out. It's like... One of those ones where you kind of want to just shut your computer afterwards and, and not think about it and watch watch a friendly film. Um, but before we get into it, um, I'll pass over to a promo for some of our friends in the podcasting community. This week's promo comes from the Sugar Coated Murder podcast. Like us, they're a family-based team. So we're uncle and nephew. They're sisters. They're called Karen and Anne. And their podcast has got a great, well, I'll say great twist, actually. So... They discuss true crimes, but whilst they're doing that, they're actually baking really tasty sounding uh, items. So I think the last couple or, or the most recent couple that I've listened to while we're recording, they've made, whilst discussing true crimes, remember, red velvet cupcakes. Uh, it was oatmeal cream pies. And I think there was a gingerbread cheesecake. And I'm, I'm sure I've seen... I remember an episode with apple pie tacos. So, so yeah, if you're into either true crime or baking or both, definitely give the Sugar Coated Murder podcast a listen. And here we've got them now. Hey, Ann Barner. Hey, Karen Beatty. We need a promo. You know, like where we talk about what we do on our podcast. On our Sugar Coated Murder podcast? Like how we love to bake and talk about murder? That's what we need to talk about. There you go. I think we've talked about it. Y'all find us on all your favorite listening apps. Stay sweet. And don't murder. Because if you kill people, we will talk about you. And we're back. <laughs> so, right. So, internet mysteries. Yeah, let's do I don't it. know what angle you've taken on this one, but I've kind of maybe gone for a little bit of a range in terms of time span and that sort of thing. So, I've got a few of kind of big ones, and then I guess I've got a couple of smaller instances. And, and like I said, we, we may have gone out and, and kind of overlapped a little bit as well. Possibly. <laughs> okay, so the first internet mystery, um, and this kind of links to something that we've discussed in a previous episode, specifically our cryptocurrency one, where we spoke about cryptocurrency whilst having no idea um, about anything to do with cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this mystery is the identity of the person who basically developed bitcoin okay all right yeah so the name used by this person is satoshi nakamoto most commonly used name and it's the person or persons who developed bitcoin basically issued like the first articles about how it should be used and that sort of thing also devised the first blockchain database and was actively a developer of bitcoin up until december 2010 now many people have claimed to be satoshi nakamoto but there's no actually confirmed proof that any of these people can confirm that that's who they are, which is a little bit strange. So yeah. just kind of a little bit of backstory. The development of Bitcoin or writing the code began in 2007. And then the website was registered, bitcoin.org, in 2008. And then basically the Bitcoin software um, was released in 2009. And basically it had a reward of 50 Bitcoins where there was basically like tasks and stuff that you could do from what I understand. 
Yeah. The development of this person and his, their dealings with Bitcoin, like I said earlier, went until mid-2010. And basically, this person owns between 750,000 and 1.1 million Bitcoin. Wow. Which would put their net worth... <laughs> Uh, up to 70 billion US dollars, making them there or thereabouts within the 20th most rich person in the world. But they created it, right? And they created it. Yeah. Feels a bit of a cheat, but <laughs> it does. It is. It's kind of like um, the infinite money glitch, which yeah. you know, like on GTA, <laughs> yeah. where you give yourself yeah. infinite money. Yeah. It feels a little bit like that. Cheat code, yeah. So there was basically this speculation about his identity because, again, nobody really knows. So there have been various profiles that have been set up and him online claimed to be a 37-year-old man who lived in Japan. However, people speculated that he wasn't actually Japanese just by virtue of his native English speaking and, and use of English words, basically. So there was references in source codes and like forum postings and that sort of thing. So source code comments and forum postings. Yeah. Um, where he'd used expressions like bloody hard. Oh, okay, okay. And basically it was all words that were speculated that they may have been British and or from a, Brit- a country that had had British influence, so some- somewhere in the Commonwealth potentially. Yeah, because bloody hard is quite, uh, quite well, no, I wouldn't say unique, but it's quite British, isn't it? You, you, you would associate it with. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a pretty British term if that makes sense yeah but again like i said the the identity is is unknown but there's basically a focus on cryptography and computer science experts mainly japanese ones as to the person that it might be it's actually really concerning that a person randomly in the world who we don't know has got potentially 70 billion us dollars worth of wealth just sat yeah and do we know why they've not come forward as such is it i guess anonymity for for the amount they've got i, I don't know is I'm not too sure, to be honest. I don't think it's ever been discussed. It's not certainly never been discussed by him or her or them. Because, again, it's basically the, the speculation is as well is that some of the coding is so unique and so well done that people think it's probably a team of people that developed yeah. it um, as opposed to even a single individual. So there was developers that who had exchanged emails with them. With uh, with him, them, she, I don't, her, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> And basically said that that they were a brilliant coder, but the coding was quirky in terms of the way it was done and that sort of thing. Now, there's a couple of people that have basically come out and said that they were this person. Of course they have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know. Give me my $70 billion, yeah. And so there was a, a person in America, this was in 2014, and this is Dorian Prentice Satoshi Nakamoto, a Japanese-American man living in California, whose birth name is Satoshi Nakamoto. Besides his name, they, um, the journalist was basically digging into whether or not they thought that they could be the developer of Bitcoin. So this person worked as a systems engineer on classified defense projects um, and computer engineer technology, basically financial services as well. Yeah. And they basically went into this person's work history um, and then believed that they could potentially be one. But there's a number of people. Nick Sabo, again, it's all journalists basically <laughs> digging deep. Sabo is a decentralized currency enthusiast and published papers on Bitgold, one of the precursors to Bitcoin. Had an interest in using pseudonyms in the 1990s and he turned around and stated in an article, myself, Wei Dai and Hal Finney were the only people I knew of who liked the idea of Bitcoin. Um, And so again, people have drawn links. But it's really strange because 
there is no one that's ever claimed it and no one that's ever been able to prove it. No journalists have ever really been able to prove it. And it may be a person and or a number of people that mm. potentially hold what is 70 with the GDP of a small nation. See, that is odd. And I'd like to say that actually, let's let's get it out of the we are the creators of Bitcoin. So if you could send us our uh, <laughs> however many thousand it was. Joking aside, do you know what I find odd though is that something that has become so big now and so valuable and starting to become so ingrained in modern society has come from somewhere we don't know or something yeah. we don't know how, how how can that even be so in my head i've i would like to think it's a group of people i'm not saying you couldn't create on your own to get it to where we're at now surely there's got to be more than one person yeah i would think so as well and like I said, I just think that the whole secrecy, given how good the internet is now at finding people's identities, like we've seen people post anonymous pictures of them like spitting in a burger at Burger King, and then two hours yeah, later, yeah. their, their yeah. address has been posted all all online. But the creator of what is the most well-known, most valuable cryptocurrency in the entire world remains completely anonymous. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And I, I don't know why it's kind of, sort of making me feel uneasy but like i said it's we're now trading in it and companies are starting to accept it but yeah like like i said we don't know where it's come from which makes the whole cryptocurrency seem even more um sort of even more unusual in that sense yeah and that's the thing i just feel like it it's a really weird one because bitcoin is obviously such a huge thing but it's also real relatively concerning that this person or group of people unknown holds that much because i feel like it gives you the ability also like what what happens if this group of people or individual person all of a sudden decides that they want to have a sell order on all of the bitcoin that they own? yeah, yeah. And i don't i don't i don't i don't know and i don't like it and i feel like that's also probably a reason as to why i've been skeptical of of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies because you don't know who the creator was and i can't remember who it was i think it was is it um dan pena that like american businessman not Dan Pena, maybe I I'm wrong. Um, anyway, um, and he basically turned around and said, I know who the original person was behind Bitcoin. And if anybody else knew, then there'd be a crash in the market and everyone <laughs> would go mental and that sort of thing. But again, like, yeah, it's just something really, really kind of weird and spooky to me. It kind of gives me a sense of like uneasiness, like you've said, just because it's such a huge thing. The owner of it is the creator of it is anonymous still. And they hold so much of this very, very valuable piece of code that's what it is it's just a very strange one and i think that that's probably in terms of the context of grand scale world i think that's probably one of the most important internet mysteries still to date did you say that the name was found in source code no 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 so the name was the the basically like the pseudonym of the person who went online um right. and, and basically oh, right. published the um bitcoin white paper which is basically from what i understand a report or like a guide that that explains bitcoin to people if that makes sense okay because my question is right one is very unusual now for someone to create something and not want to claim credit for it that's very true and why i'm still trying to work out why he she they wouldn't want to claim credit at the start because right at the start it couldn't have been big or taken off so it's almost like why didn't they want to be known i don't know it's, it's i want to know why in this day and age, when you can quickly check Google or you're watching a film and you can check IMDb app for anything you want in a film, you want to know why. Yeah, I kind of feel like this plays into like a conspiracy theorist's hands. 
Yeah. But again, I mean, even the information that's online about this anonymous online person or group of people is still really quite limited. There's there's barely anything. There's there's journalists that have speculated on who it might be, but none of them really hold any water. And again, obviously, anybody that comes forward, are they just jumping on the bandwagon because they want to be seen as responsible for it? Probably, yeah. It's it, Like you said, though, it is really unusual that people can hack into anything or, or dis- like you said, discover anything. And, and the fact that this is a mystery. And when, when do you say it started? What, what the Bitcoin. mystery or Bitcoin. Or, or Bitcoin? So basically developed, started development in 2007. So what, 15 years and we still don't, and we haven't found out who, who the creator is. Yeah. I mean, if any other product in the world, do you not think it would be a little bit weird if you didn't know the company or the person responsible? That, that's exactly it. That's that's what I'm saying. And, I, and like I said, I can't articulate why I feel uncomfortable that we don't know who it is, but I think it's exactly that. You wouldn't know anything else. Yeah, sorry, you, you wouldn't use anything else or buy anything if you didn't know where it was at least coming from. Like imagine, for instance, if all of a sudden we just heard that some billionaire in America, I'm talking about Elon Musk when I say this, all of a sudden was developing rockets and we didn't know who they were. We just knew that some anonymous group of people were testing really, really effective rockets to send to space and we didn't know who it was, what they were doing. I just feel like if you applied this to anything else, there'd be huge scepticism. And so as a result, I, I I don't get it. It feels like a conspiracy, but there's no conspiracy to be had because there's nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's just nothing. It's weird. Yeah. And, and you know, we, we refer you back to our crypto and NFT episode where we do explain that our knowledge is kind of on the lowest side of low. <laughs> but it's like in that we were talking about, you know, it's non-regulated, et cetera, et cetera. So the fact that also you've now got a mainstream or something that is vying for mainstream currency status that isn't regulated and we don't know where it's come from it, it just feels really odd yeah yeah very very weird i mean i, I guess again I, I, again and the thing is as well that gets me with this one is is the person or group of people anonymous for nefarious reasons well i think we're we're kind of conditioned to think that people if you don't want to make yourself known it must be for a nefarious reason i think that's often the default attitude isn't it it's like why why aren't you unless you you're, you're doing it for altruistic reasons and you're doing it for good but at the moment why has this person got 70 billion dollars worth of bitcoin stashed away and how do we know that though that's the thing how do we know well again all of the information is relatively limited but again i think what you can do now again the cryptocurrency experts will <laughs> um, probably savage me in any comments to this podcast but from what i understand is i'm pretty sure you can see bitcoin transactions and who who holds it oh, if that okay. makes sense from okay. what i understand okay. um so it's it's estimated that they own between seven hundred and fifty thousand and one point one million, which is absolutely mental considering how much are they what 40 grand at the minute in, in yeah, GDP. Yeah. <laughs> like that is absolutely monumental money I can understand being anonymous now. <laughs> you, yeah, know. Yeah. you know what? Maybe, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it was just by virtue of the fact that they had complete faith in it or he had or she had complete faith in it, um, knowing that it was going to be blow up and then all of a sudden they, they knew that they were going to be in for a big payday. But it's just very yeah. weird. I mean, if you are the creator or you know the creator, get in touch. We'll keep you anonymous, but get in touch with us. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Because I feel like this is the type of podcast that they'd reach out to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're nice people. Yeah. We're we're good people. (laughs) 
just a, the odd Bitcoin for a, for some airtime on uh, on the podcast, maybe. But yeah, that's the one. That's the one that I picked first, just by virtue of the fact that we discussed cryptocurrency before, and I didn't know that the person that created Bitcoin was anonymous because I think I would have had a lot more to say as well in the uh, cryptocurrency episode. About yeah. that. <laughs> well, 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 we'll revisit it. We'll revisit it. When we're invested. And see if they're still anonymous then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got another one. Um, and this kind of dates back a while, to be fair. Now, okay. you will obviously know, because this is a little bit before my time. <laughs> um, and this is Heaven's Gate. I, I've heard of that. I think I've heard of that while I was reading it along my in my research yeah it's not one i've got so it was a cult um which was basically a religion i guess you would say it's a religious movement founded in 1974 and the last leader of the group was marshall applewhite if that name rings a bell no no basically they were the ones that did the mass suicide where they were all dressed in nike trainers with a bed sheet over them oh, um, all yeah. found in a house yeah 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 and i think it was 39 of them that were found dead because they basically poisoned everyone in the cult and um, they're all found dressed in the same outfits and i think there was like five dollars and 25 cents in all of their pockets because it was the fee for crossing over to the next life basically yeah it's outrageous isn't it yeah, I mean, it, it, it's pretty mental. But the internet mystery that surrounds it is because the Heaven's Gate website still exists. Okay. And nobody knows who runs the Heaven's Gate website still. You see, this is the thing. I can't work out how people don't know these things. It's very, very strange because if you do go on the website, I mean, you actually can go on the website um it's you can visit it it's it's very 1990s i guess the way i would describe it is very 1990s early 2000s internet it's all kind of yeah, yeah very retro it's all kind of like neon colors and that sort of thing but to this day no one knows who maintains the website because i they've actually got newsletters and that sort of thing that you can like oh, so I was going to say it's not it's not that it's just active it is actually yeah maintained. yeah because somebody right. is still paying the fee to host the website Okay. And again, it's it's a really strange thing to visit. You can order hard copy editions of their their book, transcripts and videotapes of like the videotape one, last chance to evacuate Earth bef- before it's recycled. Hang on. Have they got a contact us button? Does, um, that, you know not, does that not say who it is? No, they actually don't. They've got like a privacy policy and all sorts, but nothing. I nothing... thought I cracked it. I thought I cracked it. They do actually have an address though. Yeah, is it a PO box or something? Yeah, I think so. So I think from what I understand, it might just be like a a PO box. They've got an email address. Um, Requests for materials can be emailed to us or can be posted to us. But yeah, really strange because obviously the people that were involved in the cult, from what I remember, two of them didn't commit the act because they were supposed to go and continue the work of Heaven's Gate, from what I understand. So I don't know if it's the two surviving members that continue to run the website but again just a very very strange one on the basis that this cult that orchestrated the murder of what was i think 39 people or deaths of 39 people is still just got a website that's that's up and running it's really really strange to me and i, I don't know why it's not been taken down well this is it the, the questions i've got of which are many but if i could sum it down to yeah why is it still up how can they not track who's running it but three, sorry, so what What do you say? They're not on the website. They're not trying to recruit people, or, are they, or anything? Are they just selling? Is it, like you said, is it information? And Yeah, so really it just seems to be, like, information. There's there's loads of articles, um, and there's, like, excerpts from their book. 
some of the, sorry I, I don't know maybe somebody from heaven's gate is now listening to this podcast as well because now it's kind of worrying me last chance to advance beyond human and there's like excerpts from the their book the the earth's present civilization is about to be recycled so i mean i guess it's still spreading the message however they actually have got a section on the website which says our position against suicide and that's obviously been something that's been put on the website following the event does it show any activity sorry i'm not looking at it but does it show kind of like like, is there a member count or is there a... No, nothing like that. Like I said, the website's just really, really limited in terms of what's there. It's just like their mission statements, keys or bookmarks to vital information on our website. Like it's, you know, transcripts of recent videos. Yeah. I, I, how a member of the kingdom of heaven might appear. And then there's just a picture of like an alien grey on the website like and, and that's all that's on the page so it's basically like do you know if you went to like an it class in like sixth yeah, yeah. form it's kind of like a website that they teach you to create there but this is what i was going to say because it's obviously run by someone who can maintain a website but why have they kept it like a 90s style if you're going to the the trouble of of maintaining it why aren't they making it more appealing i'm not saying it should be but i'm just what i'm saying that's another question i've got in my head is that are they they're just doing the bare minimum just updating it so why would you do that yeah it is just very very strange and like i said i don't know what the objective is i don't know what the purpose is i don't know if people contact them i don't know if they still have members it it's just a very very weird very weird website if you do have 10 minutes to go and check it out i'd probably recommend it to anybody listening as well does it say when it was last updated can you see when there was the last change not from what i can see I can maybe inspect the page. I mean, I don't know how big the following is is for that, but yeah, it's um. Why would you keep it going? Why wouldn't you want to be known? Well, uh, sorry, I, the, the why wouldn't you want to be known? It's probably obvious association with what happened in in seventy four. Yeah, what? Why? Why keep it going and 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 keep it as basic as as you're saying it looks like yeah it's it's very strange and uh, there there are a couple of people that did articles online seeing as to whether or not the stuff would actually be posted out to them and so basically there was a <laughs> it's really strange they've been sending videotapes out to people and the last instance was as of like 2018 videotape yeah like videotapes you know like vhs tapes in terms of their films I don't know whether or not it's more weird the fact that this play, this this thing still exists or more weird than the fact that they're still using videos as opposed to DVDs now or, or, or online links. But yeah, what's on, again, have they said what's on the video? Sorry. Did you say? Um, so basically it's just all of the films that they've produced. So it's videos, I think, from like the founder um, and, and just the original. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you can actually Google the original videos of like the founder doing speech directly to camera talking about the next life and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think it's all of those original videos and they ask you to copy them and then send them back. <laughs> send it back. It's like Blockbuster. Which I guess, I guess would probably support the fact that it's probably someone slightly older, maybe. Or is it trying to maintain a mystery? Yeah, potentially, potentially. Yeah, that that's weird. That that yeah, that's weird just because of like I said keeping it keeping it 90s use of videotapes and not known much else about it. Hmm. yeah and i just think it's weird as well that like i said the the people that are running the website are evidently some people that had links to heaven's gate initially in the early days um and the fact that they've not kind of snapped out of that 
mindset, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of want to tread carefully because 39 people died in a mass suicide. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, yeah, I, just, I, I don't know. It's just a really strange thing for me. And I don't know if it's for the for the sake of procuring new members, but then what, for what reason? I don't know. It's a very weird religious like cult type thing. And but that's it. But, there's, yeah. but going, going back to what you said, it is steeped in a tragic event. And it felt like that was the main reason for that group. So if that was to happen now, like you said, the, the website would be pulled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something would be done, which is, the, yeah, that's that's another question that's whirling around in my mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and th- that's the thing as well. It's about whether or not it would be some, you know, I feel like there's been websites on the internet that have been just removed from the internet by the services that are hosting them. Yeah for being dangerous i don't understand why a website that is is the organization that orchestrated a mass suicide is still online it's just really strange mm, to me mm. and the people that are paying the fees evidently uh, again like wh- wh- who are they where are they are they people that follow this cult do they have multiple members that still run the website and send videotapes out or is it just a, a one person that was a member of the cult that's clinging on to the belief that alien spacecrafts are going to come down and save us yeah yeah, yeah. very odd. very strange yeah, one yeah, odd, odd, odd. yeah i don't don't like it at all have you got any internet mysteries that you delved into I've got a few. I'm going to do this one. Um, it's not as concerning as the last one, but I think it's, as, it's just as mysterious as the first one. But I got this from, uh, well, it's on a number of places, but I got it from the Rolling Stone magazine, right? Okay. And it's called The Most Mysterious Song on the Internet. I've got quite a bit here, but I'm going to try to paraphrase it. Basically, between 1982 and 1984, this guy who wants to be called Darius so this guy lived in Germany, was a huge music fan and would tape on his tape deck uh, songs off the radio. So he'd do loads of tapes, loads of different combination, um, you know, combination of songs. But he said he, when he'd listened back, there was one song he liked but didn't know who it was and knew nothing about it. So he, he isn't certain that he taped it off a particular broadcast since the cassettes included tracks from different sources but he knows he didn't record an intro by the dj or anything that would identify it so it was just one of many songs he said maybe he heard it partially the artist's name but he 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 honestly couldn't remember it so anyway so he's he's owned it for years and he never found out who the song was by over 20 years later in 2007 his sister wanted to find out who was behind this song and she said all the years of searching for the lyrics on the internet hadn't brought any results so I thought it's time to become more active and reach out for a bigger audience. She posted part of it, the song, one minute and 14 seconds on the, on the net, thinking it would help avoid copyright hassles by doing such a small bit, onto a German site devoted to 80 synth pop, as well as a, com- a Canadian site whose fans upload obscure songs. The portion of the song bounced around the web and an indie label that specialises in synth pop and post-punk bands was among those who heard it but no one stepped forward to claim credit or supply any useful background information. Um, the same portion of song was uploaded to YouTube as early as 2011, but received received fewer than 10,000 views. Basically, yeah, the, the kind of the upshot of this story is that people still don't know uh, or have discovered who this song is. <laughs> no, no one knows. It's, it's a random song taped in 19, 1984. People have been keeping a list of potentials and, and people that have been ruled out. Along with former record store workers and other radio station employees in Germany, they've been contacted 
a, a British guy who's been working at the uh, the NDR. I think that's the, I can't remember now, but there's something to do with music recording, I think. They contacted him. He doesn't know. He's got no memory of the track and he can't even be sure if he's ever played it. The guy's got 10,000 vinyl records, but it's going to take him ages to go through it. He's been contacted by people who are trying to identify this song. And so all the sources and names, like I said, are on a detailed spreadsheet set up to keep track of it. But a lot of them have just been ruled out. Someone once claimed to recognize it as a B-side of a demo tape. But yeah, I, I just think, again, in the age of like Shazam and stuff like that, but obviously Shazam, you need to have the, the artist and, and, yeah. and, and record. But how, how can, and it kind of goes back to the cryptocurrency, how can no one have heard this and how can no one be coming forward to say what the song is or that they they either know who it is or they they recorded it it's bizarre the only thing that i can think maybe is that the person that did write and or record it died shortly afterwards possibly Uh, but i don't know have there have there been any kind of any any reasonable guesses or is it completely flat out no idea no it's no idea like i said people just it's gone from potentially being a b-side of a demo tape another person managed install music for whole foods in 2003 said that they were 100% sure the song was played there. Phone book thick guys to 80s new new wave music uh, records have been scrutinized. A German music database has come up empty. And, and nobody, I think to this day, nobody knows who who it is. And, Some, and it's, somebody missing out on a lot of royalties. Well, well that's the thing. That's the thing. And, and like I said, I can only think, it, it can only be something like either they, yeah, they, they died after doing it or did it as a one-off but but yeah i still don't get if you're doing it as a one-off unless you're doing it with the intention of keeping a mystery going i don't i don't yeah yeah potentially there could be that that fact um you know i guess the music industry is one that's benefited from you know um music that's had a bit of like conspiracy around it like there were two well wasn't there two pack songs that were released after his death yeah yeah um that sort of thing so i guess maybe maybe could be but has anybody come forward to claim it was theirs, but just not been able to prove it? Or no, not again. Not that I've seen. Not that I've seen. It's um, also a strange one that no one would have put themselves, even if they were lying about it, to come forward. Very weird. We'll have to and go and listen to it now. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's the fact he's it's it's just labelled. He said it's um it's, he calls it cassette four because that's what he he numbered it as. And I mean they're guessing that it was from eighty four mainly because of I think the tape. He, he used to record it so right. i mean you're looking now what 82 would be 40 years ago so you're looking anywhere between 38 and 40 years ago so if if it was you know i was thinking is it someone just experimenting putting music but this he's he's obviously taped it either off a radio station because i'm thinking if it was just a, like a demo tape what medium has played this so you know like say for example here in the uk if you got it on radio one that's quite big, right? Yeah. I just find it bizarre, you know, sort of being into to music like, like I am. And it goes back to what I said earlier. In this day and age, you don't want a mystery. You want to be able to know everything. And and the fact that there's this song, it, it feels quite odd that there's a bit of music that nobody knows who's done it, even now, 40 years later. Yeah. That's a cool mystery, though. And I almost kind of feel like the person that did create that piece of music, even if they're dead, would kind of have found that the legacy that it left was quite cool. Yeah, yeah. 
you'd like in terms of the context of maybe the effect that they thought their music might have um it's probably some independent little like you know who, who made it you know probably find that it turns out it's like one of the big massive 80s groups like duran duran or something <laughs> <laughs> it was like when they were just starting out they uh, they uh or, or it's like a lost Beatles track when they kind of broke up and they just got back together for a little jam or something and it, it leaked in 82. Because that's the thing, just because, you know, he's recorded it in 1984 doesn't necessarily mean it's from 1984. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. But yeah, yeah, so that that was one I found. I thought it was, like I said, it was um, it was a little f- fun thing. It's not bad. It's not, it's not sinister. Again, why? Why does nobody know? who made this song yeah and you know what like i said i mean it's weird obviously as well because you would think like more the modern technology and the way that the internet is like there's there's you know there's there's forums for absolutely everything nowadays you would think that someone somewhere would have known if it was a friend that had made it yeah like you said they're missing out on royalty so if it if it was somebody looking to cash in they'd have done it by now and how would you even prove if it is you now yeah yeah that's also the problem like unless you had like original yeah. Like like track records all on tape, maybe I don't know. Very very strange. Um, it's just convenient, but then again, so so who did you say was the person that first um, released it that recorded it that time? I think they've wanted to keep their name anonymous, so I've got a name of Darius S. Yeah, who who asked to use an abbreviation of the surname for this article for the sake of privacy. Could it potentially be Darius S? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. That's actually not a bad shout, is it? Creating a ruse over their own track to get people listening to it. Possibly. That's actually that's not a bad that's not a bad shout, is it? I mean it's probably better than the zero other theories that there are on it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's because it's his sister that's pursuing it. Well, when I say pursuing it, she just uploaded it in two thousand and seven. No, bizarre, bizarre. Yeah, and that one's that one's quite strange. I'd feel like you could never get away with releasing music now without somebody knowing who who it was. I just think nowadays, well, Bitcoin Bitcoin man aside people want to be known for what they do i don't think you have people wanting to be anonymous yeah there's almost no satisfaction in the anonymity now yeah it's it's like no i, I want to be famous i want i want to you know i want to i want to be a big hit so this is me yeah that's probably true to be fair because again people like being paid for their work as well nowadays <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so the mysterious most mysterious song on the internet that one I, I like that one and I'm going to have to go and have a listen to, to the recording that they've actually got now. <laughs> it's probably someone just saying, ha ha, fooled you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play it and it's going to be, um, I'm going to get Rick Rolled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that because actually that comes up into my next one. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. All right. Before we skip to your next one, I've got a bit of a creepy internet video. <laughs> the video, I'm going to have to read this obviously. The video is called 11 b x one three seven one. Okay. Now it was a DVD sent to a Swedish like tech blog company, a bit like your um, IGN type company in two thousand and fifteen, and it is a very strange kind of eerie video. It's a little bit weird, and it's basically a person in a plague doctor costume. Ah, oh, right. I was going to say, I know it sounds odd, but those random letters and numbers sounded familiar. Struck, to yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And 
Yeah, it's basically this this person in a, a plague doctor costume, kind of in like an old abandoned building. The video has basically kind of got a soundtrack over it, which is basically just kind of like buzzing, hissing, like white noise kind of noises. Yeah, yeah. And they've basically like a couple of gestures in the in the in the video um so they hold their right hand and then like give a gesture of like three two one in the video it's really really strange there's a couple of jump cut it's a creepy thing there's like beeping noises in the background there's like a flashy like light type thing that that cuts on on their hand it's very very strange and it was a two minute video and again nobody understands the nature or the intention of the video but there's a load of messages that people have taken from the video. Um, and this was obviously Reddit going to work. <laughs> and they found references and to the Boston Strangler case. Um, mm. And there was interpreted messages of threats of bioterrorism against wow. the United States, basically. Wow. There is somebody that came forward to claim responsibility for the video. So the creator was somebody who went by, I think, the pseudonym Parker Wright from what I understand. Um, And then a Twitter account was opened under the same name and they basically claimed to have made the video. Um, And then they said that they would release the next video and they released another video with, again, a similar video title. And again, it was really weird, kind of cryptic plague doctor costume again really strange stuff because those plague doctor costumes are are just creepy by themselves anyway yeah yeah Yeah, this is what i mean without the context of it being a really weird video yeah yeah however there were people that doubted the validity of his claim because the plague doctor costume seen in the second video was slightly different to the first one right um and they think that this person who's saying that they're parker warner Wright was actually just basically completely bullshitting um which is again a little bit weird it's just very very strange there's like coded messages and i can't remember what the word for it is so it's basically like if you it's i don't know how to describe it basically if you turn the the video there's a way that you can see like different like scale like grayscale or something in the video okay yeah yeah and there's messages hidden in that grayscale as well if that makes sense okay yeah 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 yeah. it's really weird so there's like code in it there's like the the binary like code or whatever for the video where it was uploaded yeah. has got like the words death and stuff in Spanish and all all sorts of things related to death. It was very very weird. And when was this? Sorry, what year? This was in 2015. This 2015. Was. Um, so it was uploaded, I think, in early 2015, and then only kind of gained traction in late 2015. I, I would implore you to watch it. There's there's no real meaning behind it from what I understand. But like I said, I love you can- that. It's really creepy. There's loads of hidden messages like death and that. I really want you to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can turn around and um, um, you can turn around and watch it in the daytime. Obviously, probably preferably with someone. <laughs> but yeah, single frame inserts were found to have Morse code and other texts in common ciphers, and there was just really weird words that were written. So one of them was "red lips like tenth." a sequence of 20 pairs of two-digit characters that was found to be the latitude and longitude of the White House. Hmm. Very, very strange. Um, it was basically seen as like threats against um, the US. And at the time, obviously, Barack Obama was um, was um, the, the president at the time. Because that's what I was going to say. It sounds uh, Initially, you could say, oh, is it like an archer or someone who's looking to get into film doing something to to create a buzz around some work they're doing? But when you start 
sort of singling out the White House and things like that, you're taking it to a different level, right? So Yeah, it's very, very weird. Um, a sound spectrogram of the DVD's menu yielded a picture of a skull and more coded messages. The binary title of the YouTube posting was Muerte, which is um, death in Spanish. And the description similarly resolved to Spanish text, which in English said, "One, you have one less year. A triangle and square message near the end of the video was found to read ad opugnare homines, or which is Latin for to attack or target men. It's all very creepy. It's all very creepy. The Plague Doctor costume led people to believe that the video's re- threats were related to bioterror. One message's plain text read, the eagle infected will spread his disease. We are the antivirus and will protect the world body. And another read, strike an arrow through the heart of the eagle. And obviously the year 1371, which appears in the title of the video, was one of the years that the Black Death was in Europe. Right. Yeah. Which obviously would okay. then give reason for the for the Plague Doctor costume. But again, nobody came out and, and kind of really claimed it apart from this one person who couldn't really prove it because then the video that came out afterwards was styled similarly. But they in I think before releasing it, they'd actually put a statement out on Twitter which said, I challenge anybody to recreate my Plague Doctor costume. And then when this person's released another video online, their Plague Doctor costume still looks different, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So they've claimed okay. it. Yeah. as theirs but their costume looks different and people have basically noticed differences in the costume yeah just a very very strange one i don't know if it has got any kind of sinister meaning but again similarly nothing that really really was ever claimed and, and nobody ever ever really took took any any kind of um yeah claim for it you gotta say it's sinister in the sense of what the message is in in the video was saying right yeah i mean some people turned around and said that they thought it was just like viral marketing or if it was you know like a promotion for games but again you would still think that after five years or six years like it's been now that a company would have come out and claimed it surely yeah but that's uh, and that goes back to what i said though that if they're starting to did you say this thing about bioterror was actually in the video or it was there were being claims to it. So the way that they coded like the upload to YouTube, from what I understand, I don't know anything about coding. So basically, do you know where you can like inspect web pages and that sort of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. where all of the text came from. So like the bit about the eagle spreading disease and all of that sort of thing. There's also reference which could be seen as I won't I won't read it, but apparently the the there was a reference to Barack Obama and his colour basically, and his race in the video as well, which which and then combined with the fact that it had the longitude and latitude of the White House was seen as a threat towards the president. Again, just a very, very strange, strange video. But that's that's what I'm saying. If if you're creating it just to create a buzz... That wouldn't be there. You That wouldn't be in it. That's then going to be seen as more than just someone creating a, a clever video. That Because as well, sorry, just to say as well, so the phrase red lips like 10th was the sequence of two-digit characters that was lot, longitude and latitude of the White House. And they also believe, people that have speculated on the meaning, said that it's an intended anagram for kill the president. And that's what the words can spell out. Yeah, you see, I mean, it's it's very, very creepy, very, very creepy. Um, and like I said, I think that that's something that needs to be investigated because I don't know who sent it. And like I said, I think that the the person that claimed that they'd they'd um, they'd created the video had said that they'd left two copies of it on a in a on a Polish train 
a train in Poland because they said that they lived in Poland, this person. So yeah. they said they're a US citizen that lived in Poland. And then one of the videos they sent directly to the company. But again, this is the person that couldn't actually lay claim. And obviously the other two DVDs were never identified. I'm going to file that under creepy and dodgy. Yeah, this, I, this I agree. I agree. <laughs> and it's one of those internet mysteries that is kind of one of the ones that makes you want to close your computer, if that makes sense. It's yeah. one of those videos that kind of is a, is just very, very weird and very unsettling. I actually found that with quite a few of the ones I looked at. I mean, based based on the time, I, I, I don't see how we're going to get through some of ours. So I think maybe we could come back to this at a later date for a part two. But there are there there are definitely some really make your skin crawl, yeah, make you kind of want to put an episode of Friends on. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I like I again after like doing a little bit of of looking at all of these internet mysteries, I immediately wanted to go watch some stand up comedy or something. I was just like, I can't, I, I just can't get on board with this. <laughs> but also, what goes through the minds of people? Because like I said, I mean, there's so many instances of videos and that sort of thing that have hit the internet that have been people either like dressed as dolls or something like that. And you might have a couple of them in as well. Um, but yeah, just very, very creepy. I'm going to put this one on the, in the, in the category of creepy and also concerning. A couple I will speak about. They're very similar in terms of nature, but very different in terms of, you know, who they buy and kind of the message behind them. So there was one called, actually, this one has got a horrible name for all, or you could imagine it to be a horrible name, but isn't it all. So there's a mystery called the web torso driver have you have you heard of that never heard of that because based on what we said when i've I've looked at some horrible ones and i saw web torso driver i'm thinking i don't even want to click on that because i don't want to know what what this involved <laughs> but it's actually um what happened there was a series of videos started appearing on on youtube right they were like 11 second videos and all of the all they showed were a series of blue and red rectangles moving around the screen randomly and there was no speech there was no music there was just really weird noises like beeps and sort of other kind of random just just noise basically and they would appear sort of on on youtube randomly so they started it was in 2004 and the, the video has been uploaded at a pretty staggering rate as often as every two minutes at its peak every single one of them was 11 seconds long almost all of them the same format and this is what reminded me i, I wondered where you were going with your one because like the videos are called for example tmpazwiog and right, tmpxsjor2 right. and i'm reading this from engadget at the moment and they said my second favorite the sublime tmpv rxnjm <laughs> they're all made for pretty perplexing viewing nothing but shapes and tones but this is the internet and people demand an explanation so again it wasn't just people it was websites such as the daily dot the bbc and even the guardian got interested in this and they said basically as interest in the youtube account snowballed inevitably it would attract individuals with a little more to add than wild speculation a thread on a website said saw a user say that they had seen very similar Im- images displayed on a set-top box at a google conference about automation suggested that suggesting that the clips are created by software as a means of testing the quality of the upload the Guardian, however, reported that the same user managed to track down the slides from the show, which were revealed that the test videos were slightly different. But anyway, but we get to the point where it's an Italian blogger who goes by the name Soggetto Venduno, 
deserves perhaps more credit than anyone else in solving the web driver torso puzzle. <laughs> he approached the Daily Dot with his findings, which were the result of what could only be described as some serious internet sleuthing. Um, he discovered that the web driver torso account, sorry, was part of a networks of account called YT Upload Test Partner Torso. And basically, bottom line is they linked it to YouTube. When he found a Google Plus account associated with the account also linked to a random Facebook page and Twitter account, which were both then taken down. The removal of these links was too late, though, as Vendorna had already gathered enough information to take the next steps. Cut a long story short, it then all pointed to Google. It was just videos that they uploaded to test the quality. So they made one of these videos, took the video quality, uploaded it, and then checked if it lost any video. Right, okay. Yeah, sorry, any, any fidelity. With all the f- theories going around about it being YouTube, uh, YouTube itself, and a few other people getting involved they this the engadget decided to ask the video site directly for an official statement and this is what we received and it said we're never going to give you uploading that slow or loses video quality and we're never going to let you down by playing youtube in poor <laughs> video quality <laughs> i'm going to send it to you now this link have a look at the the video they then did and you'll see it was a, it was just a great rick roll so it was basically how google kept tabs on upload quality but what i like about it is it was just a random youtube channel that appeared and it got people invested so did you see at the top of the page oh i can't see it okay but for people listening the videos were just random rectangles red and blue but then when the gig was up and and the mystery discovered you had um basically the red became a man dancing in a very Rick Astley way. And it was basically Rick Astley from the never going to give you up video silhouetted against the blue <laughs> blue rectangle rotating around them. So yeah, I, I like this one because it's a harmless one, but it got loads of people sleuthing around it. And it just turned out to be like a YouTube slash Google um, test account. That's quite cool as well because that's something that's that's quite fun in the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like something yeah. that drove the internet wild, um, but something that at the same time was actually really quite innocent. Yeah, and what's and what's great is that this guy, this Italian guy, dug as far deep as he could into the code to get this out. You know, so you you know Google was just there uploading videos. They're, they're, the, the funny thing is, I'm sure they could have made the channel private to not have it seen but that's the thing once you start seeing once people get these weird things they just want to investigate it and just be on top of it and so inadvertently they created this massive mystery for like a year or so that's quite cool and you know what that's actually something that you would want to see when it comes to like marketing if a company was to do something like that that's something that you can actually get away with so if youtube were to start releasing videos like that to create a buzz around a particular thing that's actually quite a cool way of doing it as well to be fair i know it's obviously completely not the intention but that would be a cool way of getting people talking about imagine if it was a show that you had to promote and all of yeah. a sudden videos like cryptic videos went up like that that were all kind of you know innocent in, enough in themselves um but mysterious enough to make people dig but what's what's funny is it so it's created by google the channel on march in march 2013 it came to the public attention in 2014 the channel stopped posting videos in may 2017 a few videos then appeared in may august and october of 2018 but then the, the channel once again posted a video on November 22nd, 2021. So are they, you know, are they trying to do a comeback? And I think it's just funny that they're continuing to do it without making it private again. 
they're, they're having a laugh. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I can, I, I, I actually quite like that one. <laughs> can you imagine? You know that they they must have loved that. You know, Google must have loved it. Seeing the internet go mad. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, as well, it would have been weird as well if as to whether or not they turned around and said, "Should we just let people continue?" Like we know that there's a theory that's come out which is correct, but. They could have gone on forums and that sort of thing and put statements out, kind of throwing people off the trail in in and of itself anyway and leading it on to something else. I think they're saying that they uploaded certain videos as internal jokes. And one of them, the one that had the Rick Rick Astley dancing, was called TMPRKRL. And they're saying presumably to stand for temporary Rick Roll. And the 85 (laughs) at the end was, I think, the year the song came out. (laughs) yeah, cool. Like, like I said, funny, funny one. Yeah, yeah, I can get on board with that one as well. That one's actually all right. But probably the poor people that thought they were onto some massive mystery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like some, some <laughs> super, like, you know, government conspiracy or something. They were just like, yes, we've got it. When in actual fact, like some Italian dudes just turn around and been like, yeah, it's just YouTube testing. Yeah. Now, have you got any more? Um, I've got one more kind of relatively large one because um, I'm, again, conscious of the time because there's potentially so many internet mysteries you can go on forever. Go for yours. Go, go for um, yours. Go for now, yours. I, the way that I've seen it pronounced is Cicada3301. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got that one as well. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I mean, again, very, very weird. Surfaced on the internet and there were basically a series of puzzles, I think, posted between 2011 and 2014 or 2012 and 2014. And it was basically challenges that went, floating through the internet but they were all very cryptic weren't they yeah exactly and it was all by an organization that were basically seeking highly intelligent individuals that were look and they wanted them to decode the message behind an image posted didn't they which is a yeah. picture of I, I don't know is that a, is that actually a, is that a cicada is that what the animal because i think there's an animal called that isn't there it's, yeah there's an insect i wasn't sure if that was it from from what I can remember seeing, it kind of looked like a weird moth or something, didn't it? Or yeah, like some maybe sort of that's what it is, yeah. type thing. Yeah. Um, and basically, there's it's only been partially solved. So I think they posted three separate challenges and or puzzles. And from what I understand is each puzzle led to another puzzle that you then had to solve. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And there were like Reddit groups again that set up to basically solve it as part of a group. And I think from what I remember, there was only a few people that solved the 2012 one. And there's limited information on how they like contacted they contacted this organization as well. So I've got the name Marcus Wanner. Have you got that name as well? Yeah, I believe I have. Yep. Who again? And this is obviously just him saying it in terms rather than there being evidence any evidence behind it. But he said that the people that had solved puzzles were asked questions about their support of information freedom, online privacy, and general freedom, and the rejection of censorship. Those yeah. who answered satisfactorily were invited to a private forum where they were instructed to devise and complete a project intended to further the ideals of the group. Very odd. It's very, <laughs> very weird. So again, in terms of kind of the speculation, all of the puzzles seem to focus on like data security and like like online security, I guess. Um, there was obviously like, what's it called? Is it called cryptography? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And cryptography and that sort of thing. Very, very strange. Um, only a few people got to the end and um, i'm pretty sure that the challenge posted in 2014 was never solved I, th- I think you're right i think the first one or two were weren't they yeah the first two were solved um again only by a few people um and then the last one 2014 i think the last instance of the group having a verifiable post online was 2017 where they posted a clue in relation to their last post 
in in relation to their last Mm. puzzle Mm. there's basically been some accusations of them either being like some cult or some sort of like secret like society um, which is obviously all very very like dark in and of itself but again i think that the fact that there's only been a few people that have solved the puzzles who haven't really spoken about their experience with the group it's difficult to know and also it's very strange because the level and nature of the puzzles that they put out were like genius level people needed to figure them out well that's it kind of what i saw was saying you know is it like an fbi or mi5 or cia recruitment tool because you know if you can if you could work it out you were what they needed kind of thing so i saw it being referenced as potentially a tool for 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 um yeah uh, intelligence agencies yeah 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 which to be fair would actually be a really cool way of recruiting yeah yeah you could kind of understand that because i think the american government has government has been known to have hired hackers before that have been really talented haven't they i think so yeah and and even over here our intelligence agencies don't they every now and then put out a puzzle and say if you could solve it we we, you know you you're the kind of mind that we're looking for yeah yeah very very cool and um but yeah again but no one's ever taken any claim for the puzzles which is again the the strange thing about it um, I think I think what's odd about them though is that, like you said, people have solved them. They then find stuff out, but then don't. We don't know what they're being told or the people that have solved it and and yeah. what they yeah. And that's the thing; it's really strange because all of the people that have solved them, because it's been confirmed that people have solved these puzzles. Not from what I could see, no one ever talked about their experiences. Why? What have they been told, or what yeah, they've been what, shown? What have they found yeah. out? What have they been threatened with potentially? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, very strange. I'd pro- There's actually a few good um, videos online on YouTube and that sort of thing about this whole um, Shikada three three zero one. They were linked to like cyber attacks and that sort of thing, but the group outwardly denied any involvement and said that they didn't condone any form of like cyber attack that sort of thing so it might have been people that hackers trying to impersonate the group potentially but barring that again it's difficult to find any information on them it's just a very weird organization um but the thing is as well they actually put clues out didn't they but the clues weren't limited to stuff that they posted online the clues were actually physical ones as well Oh, I'm not sure I saw that. What, yeah, so what they actually did is they actually put like paper signs and that sort of thing in cities. Oh, okay, okay. It was yeah, yeah. very, very strange. Like there's signs in Paris, Warsaw, Miami, which means that it has to be people that are world linked, obviously, as well. Yeah. Really, really strange. Um, but there were DVDs that were like um, circulated as well and posted to particular particular addresses again just very very strange i still just don't get how things like this on the internet are, can be can be held a mystery i, d- I don't know i just I, I just thought everything was up for grabs once it's on the net yeah yeah that's what i thought as well but this is the thing maybe they are a group of really intelligent like well i guess it's all about internet security and online security so i guess making themselves secure would be the first thing that they'd go to um, but yeah, just again, very strange, strange in the fact that people that have solved the puzzles have never really come out to speak about it and speak about their experiences either. Just quite creepy. And I guess, you know, there probably will be somebody that goes out and solves the the 2014 one. But will you get any more information as a result of that? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'm in danger of solving it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, may, maybe if you're listening to this and you did solve either the 2012 or 2013 puzzle, um, come and reach out to us. Because wasn't there one, did you say, or did I not see that the last one, there was one in 2016? Um, I don't know if that was a clue that was posted in 2016. 
Um, right. So okay. from what I understand, they were posted on the same day every year. So it was in January every single year. Um, and I believe the third puzzle, which was the last one, was posted in 2014. Um, and then there was um, additional clues that were posted either on Twitter, online, or literally physical clues that were put out in the world for people to find. And I guess each stage, if you solved each stage of the step, you'd be brought to the next one. But yeah, it's like one gigantic treasure hunt for really, really intelligent people. Maybe you find out who created Bitcoin. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a ruse. Because when you think about it, 2012, Bitcoin only started to gain a bit of traction kind of towards that 2016 period, didn't it really? Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was. Maybe you're going to find out the real name of the person that owned Bitcoin. Yeah, if you have done Cicada or Cicada, yeah, let us know and tell us how you, <laughs> and tell us how you've done it. I just I do love this line as well. Many have speculated that the puzzles are a recruitment tool for the NSA, CIA, MI6, a Masonic conspiracy, or a cyber mercenary group. Others have claimed that it's an alternate reality reality game, although no company or individual has attempted to monetize it. Some of the final contestants believe it's a remnant of the nineties cyberpunk movement. I love that. It's either one of the intelligence agencies or a cyber terrorist group. (laughs) (laughs) There's no in between. Like it's not just some uh, cyber security enthusiasts or something online that just want to create cool, fun puzzles. It's always got to be either something really dark and sinister or conspiracy. The the alternate reality game is something that does feature, and it features in in one I've got. I'll probably just say one more. But like you said, though, where's what's the point if it's now what? nine years and no one's come forward for it what's the point yeah yeah um unless it was just a, an attempt at it maybe it was just someone you know maybe it was exploring how these things work maybe there there was nothing maybe all you got was a well done you've solved it but you'd still wouldn't you still have people coming out saying yeah i've solved it and this is all what it was it's, it's just weird <laughs> I, I solved cicada and all i got was this lousy t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> It's like, do you remember, um, and, and I remember I, I got sucked into it a little bit as well, but do you remember that game, you know, Peter Molyneux here, that, that English game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cube, and you had to tap the cube. Oh, my God, I remember that game. It was like, there was like 60 billion cubes or something yeah. to tap. Yeah, and and whoever clicked, whoever destroyed the last block was going to get something that would change their life, wasn't it, forever? Yeah, 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 I remember that. Well, without going into it, but then that person got stiffed, I think, because I think, it was it ended up being involvement in the game but i think they didn't get much money at all but i was thinking yeah like you said yeah is it literally just a t-shirt you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you just get a thanks for taking part medal or something now restart the game you know it's like a mario or something where you just start again but do you know what i'd also like to know about this one is you know with the final contestants the ones that the for instance the person that has claimed that they got to the yeah. very last round yeah. when they had communication with this organization how was that communicate i want to even know how that communication was had did they have a video call was it all through anonymous like messaging i don't i don't know Again, well that's why it's on this episode of mystery yeah yeah unsolved <laughs> mysteries like i said if you do have any information on on kind of decent theories about resolving any of these mysteries do get in touch with us we'd be uh, well intrigued I'm going to mention one more have you heard of the it's got a funny name the unfavorable semicircle no i haven't so i'll do a like a quick overview it's similar if it feels very similar to the last one i said the web torso driver but it's um it was a name of a series of channels on youtube uh, which got attention for high volume and unusual 
nature of the videos published. So the BBC have referred to it as YouTube's strangest mystery. And it's also been referred to as one of the top 10 weirdest YouTube channels. Right. Okay. Now, sort of a brief overview of it is in, in March 2015, a YouTube account with the title Unfavorable Semicircle was created. The channel began uploading large numbers of videos on the 5th of April. And the channel continued to post large numbers of videos, all titled with the Sagittarius symbol or a random six-digit number or both. But most didn't have any description at all. Or, sorry, any further description other than that title. The videos often display abstract, pixelated images. And in some cases, they show just a single dot in a field of solid brown. Some videos emit sound, while some feature distorted sounds. Some were only seconds in length, while others were much longer. And one completely silent video was 11 hours in length. Okay. Uh, due to the volume of uploads and the odd nature of the videos, observers started to take notice. Um, eventually, a small community on Reddit formed to investigate the channel. Speculation as to what the channel might be for includes an alternate reality game, the work of an individual with a disturbed mind, a test channel similar to the web drive, web driver torso one, an online number station, and outsider art. According to a computer security specialist, though, at um, Surrey University, it's probably too complex to be a number station and also unlikely to be a recruitment puzzle. Those are usually announced in some way. Um, the unfavorable semicircle account was suspended by YouTube in February 2016. And hmm. never came back in any form. I'm looking at another article here. So this is a website called theghostinmymachine.com. They're, they're saying it vanished again and this was 14th of october 2017 so it must have come back briefly and and even them so you know i might again i might post a link for this because they've got a really good sort of lengthy narration on this but they said yeah basically the, f the first video was just four seconds long just four seconds no noise nothing but a field of murky brown and a small dark dot. But the name of the channel then was even odder, called Unfavorable Semicircle. They said because it was odd because there were no semicircles in the video. And if there were, what on earth would cause one to be classified as unfavorable? The video, that video was uploaded on the 5th of April 2015. But the video wasn't the only clip uploaded that day. An astonishing 1,247 videos appeared on that channel in total. It said on Wikipedia it flew under the radar for some time just uploading massive amounts of videos while it was attracting interest it hadn't got a cult status as of yet then in february 2016 two things happened the number of uploads shot up to something like three per minute and the media began covering the channel and its viewers attempts to unravel its mysteries the uptick in video volume appears to have occurred at the beginning of the month and then at the time stories about the unfavorable semicircle started appearing on bbc and cnet uh, on the one hand, drawing public attention to the channel might be seen as a plus, a way to bring in more people with more sharp minds swelling the ranks of those devoted to solving the puzzle. But as is often the case, when something previously obscure suddenly enters a public eye, the media coverage may have had a second unintended effect. And on the 25th of February, the account was suspended by YouTube. See, this one kind of reminds me a little bit of the YouTube one, because I'm having a look at a channel that's actually re-uploaded the videos. But the fact that YouTube suspended it is a little bit suspicious. Well, they're saying it was cited, they cited the suspension for terms of service violation. Right. 
The exact phrase in a state on the accounts terminated page is multiple or severe violations of YouTube's policy against spam, deceptive practices and misleading content or other terms of service. So the, the, the theory was it was about the sheer amount of volumes being uploaded in too short a time. You know, if they had 1,247 appear in a day, that, right. that feels odd, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Estimate put the average rate of upload an average of one every 10 minutes. Wow. That's very quick. Oh, I'd love to know kind of it in what in 2016 what their broadband speed was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and which that that so one every ten minutes may be enough to classify it as spam. Okay, fair enough. This one I don't know if this one feels like a bot though. Like, well, it must have been a bot to upload the videos at the speed that it did. You would think, possibly, possibly, or so, yeah, well, someone's coded it. But who's in who's in charge of that though? Because you know, if you look at some of the videos, they're all. Oh, I've got stills of the still images, and they're all very weird. What they then said though was that it was it was weird. Shortly after, just a few weeks later though, followers discovered a new surprise: garbled text present on the Google Plus page belonging to unfavorable semicircle as found and decoded revealing the location of both a new youtube account and a twitter account hmm. the game it seemed was still on if a game is in fact what it was in the first place <laughs> and whatever it is and this was written a couple of years ago i think is still going on another youtube channel was created in august 2016 while the most recent video posted on the main unfavorable semicircle channel as of writing this was posted in 2017 so I'd need to check again if it is if it's still an, an account. But it, again, it's like what 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 draws people in to this one? They said the videos themselves are unremarkable on their own, but fascinating when taken together as a whole. And humans like to find patterns and groups of groups of items like the videos provide us ample opportunity to indulge that habit. So the videos tend to come in series. Uh, there's the Brill set the videos of which tend to be a mere five to six seconds in length. The color scheme is usually gray, although occasionally teal, green or blue. And there were a hundred of them roughly. Then there's a brine set, which consists of fewer videos, although they are longer. 16 videos, all exactly three minutes and one second long. And they are predominantly gray with a few splashes of color. And then they've got others like there's a, the, the Fen set, which were 20 videos each almost 28 minutes in length, all brightly coloured. You know, and it's things like that which make it a mystery. I mean, people compared it to the WebDriver Torso, but they are very different. Like the author of this article says, WebDriver Torso was strange, but not creepy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that one was trying to have fun, whereas this one feels, whoever it is, whatever it is, I mean, the fact that they rickrolled, I mean, brilliant. Um, but this isn't, <laughs> this isn't trying to do that. What it's trying to do, I don't know. But it's definitely, you know, like it says here, this this channel specializes in creepy videos knitted together from vintage footage and spooky soundtracks that are meant to unsettle you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there. This one's a little bit creepy. And I mean, I guess YouTube's got rid of it for the spam, but I don't know if whether or not YouTube thought there was something that was like nefarious behind it as well. Because YouTube always lie about why they suspend the channels. <laughs> Let's be, like they never, ever tell the truth. Like YouTube will suspend you sometimes for like, the most random thing you'll play two seconds of a song they're like copyright that's it finished um but so for them to come out and flat out ban an account as well very very strange did youtube ever comment on it in terms of yeah they put the statement out but because sometimes they put comment out on 
I don't, th- I don't think so. And do you know what? This I found very quickly last night. So I'd love to actually see. You might have a look to see if it's still there. I mean, the 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 wiki article mentions some of the theories, but it's like this. Um, the ghost in my machine dot com says that mentions there are loads of theories, and one one of them was actually that this could have been the work of aliens. Was for example lies, am- they, but they say lies among the more unlikely of theories. More believable though are the ideas that, and maybe linked to what you said, more believable are the ideas that unfavourable semicircle is a script going haywire or a test channel. Yeah, yeah, potentially, yeah. But the website, the unfavourable semicircle website, has debunked both of these. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Both of these theories have been debunked by specific behaviours exhibited by the channel. The first by the fact that it's created new accounts and switched platforms, something a script can't do. And the second, by both the switching of platforms, um, the existence of the Twitter account demonstrates it to be a multi-platform thing, not specific to YouTube. YouTube, Ergo, is not a YouTube test channel. And the fact that the original channel was banned for terms of service violation, um, it doesn't make much sense for a test channel to be banned by the platform it's meant to be testing. So, you know, it's it's, it's odd, isn't it? It's Yeah, I've actually just realised that there is the unfavourablesemicircle.com, which gives you, like, theories and all sorts. God, there's a lot of information. I wonder who runs this website. (laughs) Yeah. So, again, this is one I kind of like the idea because it's not not purporting to be anything sinister, like, you know, Heaven's Gate one has got an event, a tragic event linked to it. The, oh, what's the the other one? Oh, the the Plague Doctor you mentioned. That was trying to be sinister it's, yeah it's it's got very dodgy content this one seems sinister because if you see some of the, the stills it's just I, I think what it is is you know when you're looking back at like old horror films and things like that it's full of yeah. like that static white static and the stat, you know white noise <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry yeah, and the, yeah. the, the fuzzy images and it, you kind of uh what's the word conditioned to look at these images and think of it as like a an old horror movie but it's just amazing that it's these amount the amount of videos and it's what i'm fascinated in is that it's it's released in sets like they said there there are ones that are six seconds long and no music there are ones that are tw- all 28 minutes long there are ones that are three minute one second exactly it's what's what's going on who's doing it and why are they doing it again it's weird that nobody's come out and claimed it as well yeah I, like that's I said, a little bit of a strange one I mean, this website at the time said they're going along with the augmented reality game theory. You know, they said there's there are some breadcrumbs in there, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, I think augmented reality games are still a thing. Maybe at the time they were, you know, they maybe they were the thing. And and it's got a funny name, Unfavourable Semicircle. Yeah, again, just very, very strange. Like, yeah. <laughs> But the thing is as well, do you know what it is? Is with all of these like strange videos that have surfaced and, that, and all of these mysteries, is after all of this time, most of them now at this point are either debunked, not, not debunked, but are either finished in terms of concluded. Um, and there's no more activity on any of them. Why have none of these instances people come forward and said, oh, it was me, it was a hoax because of X, Y, and Z, or it was me because it was, you know. Again, I feel like if you're going to the effort of pumping out a bot that's going to put that many videos on YouTube and then it all gets shut down, why would you not want to claim it to put, but maybe people just like well, the conspiracy, don't they? Something that's just come to mind. I mean, is it used by someone almost as a port for their portfolio or their CV? Are they, have they done yeah, it yeah. for their applying for a job and saying, you know, that unfavorable semicircle? That was me. The, that was me. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's not a bad shout. Is it something that they're testing themselves for? Is it something that they're proving? Like I said, I think we we live in a day and age where everybody wants to be famous and everybody wants to get rich quick. And I think that's why we're questioning questioning it, aren't we? Is because something has gathered hundreds, thousands, if not necessarily millions of views and, and people interested in it. You've got the BBC website, CNET, et cetera, covering it. Why wouldn't you come forward and want to be yeah. part of it and say, yeah. that's me? And and I was thinking today as well, I, I would have thought with the internet, you wouldn't be able to have as many mysteries now because the information is there at hand. But, you know, before, back in the day, if word of mouth, you know, if, if a mystery or, you know, an urban urban tale got said in the playground, you couldn't just go on to Google or ask yeah, Jeeves, yeah. you know, ask Jeeves if, if he's still about to find stuff out. It was, you had to take it for what it was and, and speak to someone. Then the story got changed. Obviously, every person that then passed it on, the story changes a bit now. But now you can go on like we've done it and find it. So I would have thought it would be harder. But I'm arguing with myself thinking, well, maybe the internet makes it easier to have mysteries because you can as we've seen you can put these little websites out with little information and then and just get, and let yeah. it filter out yeah 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 and then you let it snowball so maybe the internet is both a blessing for for mysteries but also a curse for mysteries because you know you can get so much information but you can also put as little of it out there as you want because it's almost making things that aren't mysteries mysteries just by virtue of the fact that people are reading into it like that. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that people are so desperate for stuff, you could just maybe knock up a random website and then and and that's it and just say, "Oh my god, have you seen this?" Like maybe maybe we should just put random images of us on a, a YouTube channel. Yeah, because the thing is when you actually think about it, it's just a YouTube channel posting like blurry colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like I I would come across that and say I'm fine it's just it's just some yeah like i said some weird images but like people are sitting there and taking note of each and every one <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if i come across something that creeped me out i'm like nope moving on to the next one <laughs> <laughs> they're like this was uploaded uh on the on the on the 5th of november which as the mayan calendar predicted <laughs> In your investigation, did you come across one called Kanye Quest? I did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird one. Do we want to just very briefly say say what it was? Yeah, yeah, go on then. Go for a run through that one quickly. Uh, have, you, have you got it? Have you got it? I've got part of it, but... Well, I've got it. I've, okay, I've got it summed up on a website here. It was um, in 2013, a new RPG hit the computer games market titled Kanye Quest 3030. Yeah. Um, sorry, this is coming from Rife Magazine. It was like a parody of Kanye West, wasn't it? Yeah. Almost, the, yeah. Yeah, the game centred around Kanye West in a comedic portrayal that saw him yeah. travel through time to take down an evil dictator and stop a dystopian future. <laughs> With a mix of hip-hop sounds and absurdist comedy, it's no wonder the game gained fans, but then the mystery begins. Two years later, a pastebin article claimed that by typing the word Ascend into a specific console, you could enter a secret area that had previously been undiscovered. Players quickly tried this out, only to find it did indeed work. And those who tried were transported in-game to a foggy area filled with computers that the player had to enter passwords in to proceed. The player character was also changed to a butterfly and asked not to share any information about what was to come. 
Furthermore, a QR code was discovered that led to a now defunct website, presumably holding all of the passwords. Um, and once the final password is entered, the player is teleported to a completely white room where they are told that further ascension is possible and that they will be interacted with in the next two weeks. Um, agreeing to this forces the player to enter personal details, but it's since been proved that the game had no way of storing these. So many people believe this to be part of an ARG game, uh, an ARG, sorry. However, the game also has been tied strongly to the religious cult of Ascensionism and has links to a mysterious company, Ascension Records. And another game titled Clips that was found on their website, which held even more confusing content. So, so yeah, Kanye Quest 3030. I mean, that's bizarre in itself, isn't it? <laughs> that one was very, very strange. Yeah, next to nothing is known about the developers, and as of now, it remains a cold case. So, yeah, really weird. Really that kind weird. of reminds me. Of, it, it, I kind of feel like it would be something that Kanye West would be behind. Well, unless it's a religious cult thing, but it's, it's advertising, right? It's, yeah, and it yeah, sounds like it mean. was a good game. Yeah, yeah, this is what I mean. Like people legit played it. <laughs> you know, other other websites I looked at when I was looking up, it sounds like it's actually legitimately. A decent game to play, but well, there you go, there you go. But trying to indoctrinate people with Kanye West, yeah, Kanye West indoctrinating people with Kanye West, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think we'll leave it. We'll yeah, leave it I think I think we've gone we've gone far enough with internet mysteries. There are so many more that you could actually you could actually talk about. I mean, this was probably inspired a little bit by um, that Netflix series, "Don't Fuck with the Cats," um, and how Reddit basically or Facebook, sorry, identified who was a serial killer. Um, so if you haven't watched that, I'd probably recommend it as well. But if you have got any clues as to what you think might be behind any of the internet mysteries that we've talked about if you've solved any of the internet mysteries that we've talked about um do get in touch uh, pop us an email at castingviewspod at gmail.com or hit us up on twitter at castingviews because we're looking for a thousand followers which would be a yeah. nice milestone to hit so if we can do that within the next how long how, how long, long how, how long do you want to say three how or four episodes yeah let, let's let's set a target come on help us do it come on Right, so four, four episodes following this, so that should be what a month, a month or so after this episode airs. We'll, we'll see if we can hit the thousand mark. But yeah, thanks for listening to our episode on internet mysteries. And as always, I'll leave you with: we know there are many podcasts from which you can choose, so we thank you for listening to Casting Views. 